0: back to the hollow sky podcast we are your hosts steven and kyle and thanks for tuning back in with us we are going to take you back out west to skinwalker ranch here in a little bit for our part two on the subject so if you haven't listened to part one go back to last week's episode and check that out before you dive into this one but before we go to utah to skinwalker ranch we got to get through some of the business so we're going to get that taken care of First, you can find us at all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh search up Hollow Sky Podcast and find us. Come and hang out with us, share your stories and such. Speaking of stories. To submit a story, it's pretty simple. You got one of
1: two options. You can call the hotline, and that number would be one-eight seven seven-eight zero zero hollow or your more convenient route is to use your voice memo app on your phone. Assuming you have a smartphone and have that app, then all you have to do is record it and email it to us, which the email is going to be hollowskypodcast sky podcast at gmail.com. And we'll uh, review it and put it on the, the show.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome if you do that. So do it. It would be awesome. Uh, for all of our listeners that use, iTunes and Apple Podcast. be sure to pop over there and leave us a five-star rating and review, and we will gladly shout you out on a future episode, and even if you don't want to give us a five-star, leave us a less-than-five-star and review, and give us some criticism. We're open to it. Absolutely. Today's listener encounter is a friend of ours that has called in before, so we're going to jump right into his latest encounter and this is John from Jerseyville
2: How you doing guys this is John from Jerseyville again so I have an alien story for you it was about two months ago I'd say I was at work it was about two o'clock in the morning I work underground in a mine well I was running a piece of equipment, I started to get pretty tired, so I decided to kick back and take a nap. Well, laid back, fell asleep, and I don't know if this was a dream or what, because if it was, it was the realest dream I have ever had in my entire life. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was, I woke up in my machine, and everything around me was just white. I mean just bright as could be. And my machine was vibrating like crazy. I mean, it is like it is like a some kind of vibrating chair almost, like a massage chair or something. And I tried to move and I couldn't. I was just locked down where I was. I could not move at all. And I'm a big guy. I'm pretty strong, you know, I feel like there's no reason I shouldn't be able to move. And I started to freak out. My heart started to race and it was like boom, next thing you know, I woke up. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it was a dream or if it was real. It's the craziest thing that's ever happened. But I've been wanting to call and tell you about it. So uh, I know it's a short story. But uh, thank you. Keep up the good work.
0: Thanks for your call, John. Um, First thing I get from it, it reminds me of our episode from a couple weeks back. A couple weeks back. Not so much of an alien encounter as possibly a sleep paralysis encounter the way that you describe not being able to move and the bright lights and such just that's immediately what popped in my head first off
1: or the more logical explanation it was aliens
0: yeah caught well kind of well,
1: Kinda goes without mind saying
0: of course it was aliens
1: i mean i'm with steve it's one or the other i mean you either had sleep paralysis Which would be weird, because it sounds like you haven't ever had it before. And if you have, let us know. Yeah. Or, like I said, the more logical explanation to this scenario, you were abducted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) When that's the more
1: logical explanation. To be frank, I'm just going to put this out here, you kind of deserve it, because, yeah... You came and got your oil changed an hour after I did and you got done
0: first. <laughs> I didn't know there was some animosity behind this. Thanks, Dodge. <laughs> Dang. Appreciate it. Brought to, This
1: episode is brought to you by Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> we, dude, thanks for your call.
0: Yeah, we derailed. But for real, yeah, thank you for calling in. And my vote's on sleep paralysis because that... That shit gets so weird. It's so hard to pinpoint. And Dude, I'm going with aliens. Kyle clearly thinks you're paralyzed by aliens. Yeah, I mean, because there are accounts where
1: people get so tired. It's almost like something puts them in that sleepy state where they, they just got to go find a place and lay down. And then all of a sudden, they have their experience. And it's usually like that. It's almost like... Like, you're laying there, and you're, like, you're so tired, you, you can't tell the difference. Is this really happening? Or am I just dreaming it? Which, if you were an alien and had technology way beyond what anything we, we could even fathom, what better way to make people think they're just falling asleep? True. True. So, odds are you were abducted.
0: But if you have had sleep paralysis in the past make sure you call us and tell us.
1: Yeah, that might leave a little more credence to Steve's way out there theory.
0: <laughs> I I clearly stand corrected.
1: <laughs> oh my god. They're a bunch of idiots. But anyways, back to thanking you. Again, we thank
0: you. Now we are going to dive back out west to where we left off last week. Back to the dilemma at Skinwalker Ranch. So that's all you, Kyle. So,
1: leaving roughly where we... are picking up where we roughly left off with the Shermans. Now... The Shermans, you know, not only did they see the UFOs, the the wolves, all that nonsense, they also started seeing orbs. Now, these aren't the orbs that one would typically think of. You know, when when I hear the word orb, I kind of automatically think of ghosts and stuff like that. But these orbs were completely different. Now, they were noticing glowing blue balls that would float all through the woods, their their pastures, you name it. And apparently, these were about the size of a baseball and would give off a crackling sound. So that would make me think almost like they're full of electricity, or they are electricity. Now, I guess... With that being said, you could chalk it up to ball lightning, which is a very rare phenomenon, but it does apparently happen. I don't think it would be in that category simply because, according to Terry, um, these objects seem to be intelligently controlled and could hover or move unbelievably fast. So much so that one night the Shermans noticed this blue ball approaching one of their horses. And the horse, as you would assume, got spooked. Now Gwen, she shined a light at it and the orb immediately retreated. So that also leads Credence to it being intelligently controlled. Now the light seemed or the orb seemed to kind of regain some confidence and approach terry almost in the fashion of it inspecting him trying like almost trying to figure out you know well okay what is this he said that the ball itself looked like a glass ball containing two blue liquids that intermingled with each other so i would i would In my head, I picture two fluids that are blue but of different colors and just kind of swirling around and and stuff like that. It is weird. Now, this next occurrence is a little graphic, and it would also be the final straw for the Shermans.
0: The orbs, they acted intelligent for lack of a better word, right? Yes. Like, they were following Terry and interacting with him.
1: Yeah, like inspecting him. Like, like I don't know, I guess just trying to figure out what he was or mm. surveilling him to a degree and they would harass the animals on the ranch and stuff like that. But almost
0: almost like another animal.
1: Almost, yeah. When you put it like that, yeah, absolutely. Now, so bizarre. Yeah. This last... Like I said this, this This is the last straw for the Shermans And I don't blame them Like I said it's 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 a shitty story But apparently in 1996 Terry was outside With his dogs He saw a small orb In a field And I'm assuming it. From what I understand It was harassing some of the animals So he urged his dogs To go chasing after it And they obliged they ran into thick woods, and like need I remind you, this is in the middle of the night, so they run into the woods, chasing after this thing, just, just hungry to get it, and all of a sudden, he heard the dogs yelp.
0: That's not good.
1: That's all he heard was one yelp and nothing but silence. The dogs didn't come back, so Terry and his wife decided it would be best To go looking for the dogs. First thing in the morning. So he set out in the morning. To go looking for them. And what he found horrified him. The dogs were actually left. In. For lack of better words. A melted state. Almost like they had been. Scorched into. Mush. And so much so. That even the earth around them. Was actually scorched. So it was burnt. And these dogs were, from what was described, just like a a mushy pile laying on the ground.
0: That is bizarre.
1: So that tells me that to a degree, these orbs could almost borderline be malicious. Or, I mean, I guess I could also understand the argument well, the dogs were chasing it, posing a threat to it and it simply defended itself, but either way it has the ability to scorch everything and turn flesh to liquid which That's... imagine walking on that site, you know, you have your dogs and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore and they they're just a pile of mush on the ground.
0: That would be awful,
1: dude. I mean, like I said, I can completely understand um uh, this being the last draw for him. I really do,
0: yeah, time to bounce,
1: yeah, so I think they lasted a lot longer than I would have, oh absolutely, and it's it's kind of funny that you say that because ironically enough, Terry went to town one day and was talking to some of the locals we started talking to the, the local U Indians who happened to work down at the water plant. Now, the U Indians, they had a pool going. They were taking bets on how long the Shermans would last. And the longest that they had bet on was that the Shermans would last a year. Coming to find out, the Shermans made it two years. Almost two years. Which to me that it's a fun little fact that not many people talk about and that just, to me, it's one of them things that just everybody around there knows something weird's going on. And there's so much so that they're taking bets. How long are these people are going to last? Like I said, they, uh, the Sherman's made it roughly two years, but there were some, Oddities in the last days of the Shermans being on the property. Now, they started seeing strange people showing up on their property. One man identified himself as a naval intelligence officer from North Carolina. So, way away from where this place is, this dude shows up and he apparently works for the Navy. But... Now, to all accounts, he seemed to be very polite and sympathized with the family's situation. You know, he understood why they were selling it. But there was also another man who lurked around the property. He drove a white four-wheel drive vehicle that had different plates every single time it was spotted on the property. So there's a red flag right away. Yeah. Yeah. Now... Terry finally got tired of it and he snapped a picture of the driver. So that means dude is probably getting close to Terry and the family. He taps a picture or takes a picture of the driver and began doing research and apparently found out that the driver was an agent with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations out of Hill Air Force Base. So now you have the military looking into this place. Which, to me, throws up some red flags. Like, okay, maybe we're not crazy. Maybe something's really going on here. Because now the government is truly involved in taking interest in this place.
0: Yeah, they don't just show up. No. You know what I mean.
1: Now, on the very last day that the Shermans uh, were at the house... They naturally spent the day packing. And they were uh, herding the animals, getting them ready to leave. But the house had one last gift to give them. You know, uh, the Shermans, they were exhausted from moving all day. And as the night started to dwindle down, they took their their showers, put the kids to bed. And when Terry and Gwen... woke up they woke up to for lack of better words a sign of, a, a scene of horror. Their bed was covered in blood and they both had one eighth inch deep scoop mark in the same place on their right thumbs and that you know that was the last day they were there and the last little occurrence from the house. I have no idea.
0: A scoop mark.
1: What a, a one-eighth inch scoop mark in the same place on both their thumbs would mean. You know, yeah. it it boggles me. But it's weird that they both had them in the exact same spot. And then yeah. the not to mention the very last day they were there. Like somebody or something new this was their last night and last opportunity to do something like
0: this. I'm trying to think of what could make a scoop mark.
1: Dude, the only two things that I could even think of, once again, throwing uh, the alien theory out, it has something to do with extraterrestrial or the government.
0: Yeah. I picture like maybe a big... Hypodermic needle, maybe you know, instead of going no all the way into the skin, it just goes like just scoops. I don't know, it's weird. That's weird,
1: it is weird. And it wouldn't be something random, you know, like them moving their hand and hitting it on something, no, because it's on both of them on their both the same hand, the same thumb. Yeah, that's it,
0: p- it's strange, pretty unlikely for them to get the same injury. Accidentally, exactly in the exact same spot, the exact same shape, exactly the exact same night. So, the Shermans
1: they were they seemed to be pretty nice people because they didn't want to sell the property, they wanted out, but they didn't want to sell it because they didn't want to put anybody else through what they've been going through, which is understandable. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people probably wouldn't be so caring about it a lot of people would just put that for sale sign up and bounce Uh, that's what i would do i wouldn't blame them i really wouldn't but they were put in touch with a very wealthy man by the name of robert bigelow in years prior mr bigelow spent tons of money researching ufos and basically anything paranormal Now, Mr. Bigelow purchased the ranch and also bought a select herd of cattle from the Shermans. He also hired Terry as an overseer for his operation. He also made the Shermans sign a non-disclosure agreement. So he made them sign an NDA for, I'm assuming, prior experiences that weren't already out in the public and anything beyond this point. So, Mr. Robert Bigelow, he he formed a group known as NIDS, N-I-D-S, the National Institute for Discovery Science. He turned this ranch into a paranormal research laboratory. He then posted keep out signs everywhere. He added a, a fence with locked gates. They built an observation tower. And apparently, there have been uh, black helicopters scanning the area. So that, to me, that almost screams government involvement. When you start seeing black helicopters showing yeah. up everywhere, you know
0: that's that's usually a
1: shady sign. And then back down at the old local water plant, the U Indians who worked there started another pool on how long is Bigelow going to gonna stay there. And one of them, which I thought was relatively eerie, one of them was quoted saying, they're dealing with something they can't even dream about. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about being ominous.
0: Yep. Listen, no, listen to the old timers. Yeah, he
1: doesn't go into detail about it. Just saying, hey. You're dealing with something that you you can't even fathom. You can't control it. You can't fathom it. Nothing. So, over the next few years, Bigelow and his research team ran a high-tech research facility on the property. And, apparently, was getting government money. Hmm. Yes. Yes. The Pentagon apparently took interest. And rumor has it, they offered as much as $22 million on this project. Holy shit. Which is a lot of money. Now, I mean, that sounds like an off-the-book type of thing, you know? Like, why would why would the government spend $22 million researching a ranch if there was nothing there? Yep. I mean, all signs point that something's legitimately going on there. And, of course, you know, being at the Pentagon and the military, and, and you probably have, um, oh, I can't think of the word... Homeland Security interested. You, if the military is involved in Homeland Security, first you're going to basically assess is this a danger to the United States slash the world? Then the next portion of that step, in my eyes, is going to be how can we use this? How can we use this to further our agenda? That's just what it says to me. Didn't have any sign, you know. Didn't didn't see any research that pointed that way, but that's just kind of a gut feeling, I
0: guess. Yeah, I found here on the Skinwalker Ranch website that in 2007, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program (AATIP) and the Advanced Aerosp- Aerospace Weapons System Application Program were both secret investigatory efforts funded by the United States government to study unidentified flying objects on Skinwalker Ranch. So they created two programs, government programs to try to identify what was going on.
1: Um that's interesting. Yeah. Especially with the uh all the weapon system one or wh- whatever you said there.
0: Yeah. Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Application Program.
1: Yeah, because that doesn't sound crazy as hell.
0: No, oh, that's some Independence Day shit.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: And I mean, it and was the other one too. Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program.
1: Yeah, I could be mistaken. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. But you remember on one of the last episodes, I talked about how they were trying to strip UFO away from everything. And they were giving new acronyms and shit to stuff. Yeah. To these saucers. That may be one of them.
0: The, uh, the threat one? Yes. Advanced Aviation Threat, or Advanced Aviation Threat?
1: Yes. Because that makes it sound like, to the general public, that... They're bad. That, and it it would be like, um, a new high-tech Russian plane that they're tracking. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it says to me. I could be completely fucking wrong. But that's just kind of what I'm vibing from it right now. But um, now apparently the the government's involvement in this shit transpired into the use of portals as well. Because there have been people who have apparently seen military vehicles entering and leaving these portals
0: military vehicles?
1: military vehicles. Oh. Yes. So that would that would say that that's where somebody your- grew a giant set and went into these things.
0: Or somebody already knew what they were because they created these things.
1: That's a possibility too. Absolutely. That would be I mean that's shit. That's straight out of Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, they were buying it it. all all along because clearly they don't have any money or they don't have any problem throwing money at these things. Right. Which kind of makes it seem like this whole ranch thing might be some sort of a smokescreen because if the government's pumping out millions and millions and millions of dollars to test portals... People are going to be like, oh, shit, something's weird. Right. But if they pump out millions and millions and millions of dollars to look at...
1: Aviation threat program.
0: Yeah. Then that's that's a little bit different. You know, like, oh, here we have this, this ranch out here where all this crazy shit's going on. It finally broke to the public, and there's all these lights. Well, here the government is going to come and protect you guys and check it out.
1: Right. Well, and then to boot, you know, when you say, like, advanced aviation threat program or stuff like that, to me it almost sounds like a typical military phrasing. You know what I mean? Where you would see that in a an article or a pe- a paper or whatever and you just kinda shrug it off, you're like, oh, it's just some type of military description for enemy planes or whatever, you know? That that'd be my take on it, is that it it, it could easily be something that's overlooked. their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin, hollow sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges. And ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Um,
1: Now, like I was saying, uh, the Pentagon got involved and it had a Lewis... El and he was a military intelligence officer who was actually running the program. In 2017, the New York Times broke the story, and the DOD confirmed that the secret program was going on. They said, officially, that the program ended in 2012, but somehow the new york times broke the story in 2017 which it didn't go into much detail about who broke it but that would almost to me would say that somebody stepped forward and helped you know pop the story wide open um while bigelow had the property he also had armed guards surrounding the property which is very curious. The fact that he put armed sentries all around the property to keep people out, well, basically keep anything from entering or exiting the property. But in 2016, I guess his research had ended, and he sold the property. Now, a adamantium holdings purchased the property for 4.5 million dollars so you have a 480 acre ranch that sells for 4.5 million dollars and when bigelow bought the property he paid i want to say less than two hundred thousand dollars for it
0: that's quite a jump
1: that is a huge jump once again if that doesn't scream something is there, I don't know what does. And, Steve, you were saying, doesn't this holding link back to a shell corporation or something like that?
0: Yeah, and uh, according to Wikipedia, adamantium holdings is like an undisclosed off-branch of uh, shell oil. Okay. I don't know if that's confirmed. It's on Wikipedia, so take that for what you will.
1: Right Now... Once Bigelow pulled his armed guards, this anti whatever, the holdings company quickly replaced the armed personnel. Which, once again, is rather strange. And now apparently, they even took it one step farther. They started illegally blocking roads that would get you to the ranch. They just gated them.
0: How do you, when you told me that? How do you just just gate public roads?
1: Dude, they didn't care. They just gated it, and then apparently, they contacted whether it would be the county or the city or whomever, and purchased the road. That way, they could just shut it down completely. That no, you know, no one could even think about driving through there. And there's pictures of it. I posted some. There's more pictures out there. I mean they literally have this place set up like it was area
0: 51 so freaking weird
1: yeah like it was a military base and it is far from it you know and I was listening to this guy talk about it and he was able to get up on an upper ridge miles away from Skinwalker Ranch because you can't you can't go in there they don't They don't allow anybody in there without clearance. So basically you got to have a really good reason to even enter the property. But from where he was at and the people he talked to, they're always seeing strange lights. They're always seeing what's almost like helicopter with searchlights in a formation. So they would be like three or five of these searchlights low to the ground and scanning sections of of the ranch almost like they're they're looking for something now what would they be looking for that's anybody's guess because it seems like anything and everything inhabits this property
0: The more I think about it the more like my mind just keeps jumping like at first I thought maybe it was just a hub for a bunch of different paranormal experiences then I kind of went to the conclusion that maybe it was all just extraterrestrial. And now that the government, there's so much government involvement, almost makes me think, like, they've been doing some shit this whole time hoping that this, the word wouldn't get out. Yeah. And then once the Shermans broke the news to the public, Bigelow kind of swooped in underneath them. Right. And grabbed it up. And they finally offered enough money to Bigelow to where now they're totally in control of it and they can just shut everything down.
1: It sucks that they made the Sherman sign an NDA about everything because I would be extremely curious as to what happened when Terry was basically uh, hired by Bigelow and still got to be on the property. You know, did anything more happen? Yeah. Uh, What did their research conclude? Not to mention, what would be the point in starting a National Institute for Discovery Science, which makes it sound like, hey, I'm going to share all this information with the world, and expose nothing? Unless, unless that was his intention. His intention very well could have been, let's figure this stuff out. But then the government caught wind of what was going on, and basically made him sign an NDA or another thought I just had maybe this was all just a shill for the government to get their fingers in there yeah. or like you were saying maybe maybe the government has something to do with it I mean it would discredit the UFO sightings in the area because the UFO sightings have been cited since the 1700s
0: Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. But
1: that doesn't mean that you're wrong because to our knowledge, the portals haven't been seen in the 1700s. The skinwalkers weren't seen in the 1700s to our
0: knowledge. And they could have been there and then the government could have swept in, developed, developed the knowledge they obtained from then and moved on to these other things you know was, what i mean yeah absolutely
1: i mean it's kind of it's kind of anybody's guess as to why this is such a giant hot spot for all i mean it just seems like i said everything you name it i mean everything they, there was even accounts which i didn't find too much like firsthand stories of it but there were even counts of poltergeist activity
0: yeah, I'm looking I'm looking through this list of entities, quote unquote, that they that you can run into at Skinwalker Ranch from their website, skinwalker.org, and there's some crazy shit on here.
1: So apparently these things have been seen there.
0: Yeah. Like there I could just Read through some yeah, of
1: Yeah, let's go through some. Because some of these, I can tell you right now, I did not find in, in my research.
0: This one's called the Spotlight. A single spotlight similar to that on a motorcycle travels about 10 to 40 miles per hour, typically hovers around 8 feet from the ground, sometimes seen with a red taillight behind it, can fly over any type of terrain. Uh, seems to be some sort of observation, sentry-type vehicle. At times, it seems to ignore the witness... Or not able to locate your position. Other times it will direct the beam spotlight immediately upon the witness's location. Uh, This type of phenomenon will interact if it spots you. Yeah, the the
1: description just said it seems like it's able to read minds.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, machine-like. Machine-like seems seems to be able to read minds. So it knows where you're at. Flash drones. Those are basically the uh, spheres of light that you talked about earlier.
1: Okay, right, right, right.
0: And they seem to have an intelligence moving, chasing other animals around. And the one that was looking at Terry, an invisible chopper. Heard coming from south flying to the north. Sounds like a mere 50 feet above your head. The noise sounds like a large helicopter blade slowly rotating. Um, it says, I stress, even in clear daylight, nothing can be seen it is completely invisible. No smell detected. Seems to fly low immediately over your head. Sounds to be large. That's so weird. Yes, it could possibly be a manned aerial vehicle with exotic cloaking technology. That Mini is a hot
1: subject right now.
0: Mini-stealth. Described as a miniature version of a stealth fighter similar to the stealth fighter in shape but roughly only 8 feet by 6 feet. Fies extremely fast. All black in color. No exhaust scene. W- will perform absolutely Ac- air aerobatic maneuvers at times typically flies over the heads of the witnesses, flies from the south to the north of the ranch and surrounding property. Um, you have your bulletproof wolf, which we talked about. Um, the voices you heard back and forth, yeah, their nickname is the controllers, according to Skinwalker ranch.org. Okay, it sounds like two adult males speaking to one another in an unknown language. These two males are typically invisible usually overheard speaking about 20 feet above one's head. They're speaking close. in a Native American dialect. The assumption is that they're speaking about the individuals below them. They sound as if they're speaking through a walkie-talkie or like a voice would sound through a radio. It sounds like there's some form of mechanical medium through which the speaking emits. Stories from other witnesses who have seen a visible version of these two, they're described as human in appearance. They make no attempt to directly communicate with the witnesses, and even their conversation may accidentally be be overheard. Once recognized, the speech will promptly disengage. Um, here's one called The Little Girl. Disembodied voice of a little girl has been heard by several investigators in the past. Uh, the man writing this has not experienced this, so details will be minimal. Voices described as an adolescent female speaking to herself or the witness... Voice is extremely soft and difficult to hear. Her origin and background is unknown, has been heard at different parts around the ranch property and on surrounding property. Unknown if the girl is speaking in a foreign language or in soft soft English. Cannot speculate on intentions as as I have never experienced it, and she's speaking alone. What else do we got? Firefly Sprites. Tiny balls of bluish light which seem to spawn from the ground and flow upward, similar in appearance to seeing stars if you hyperventilate. They seem to dissipate as they raise about eight feet into the air, very small and dimly lit.
1: Says they're apparent natural earth lights. Which is kind of weird. Huh.
0: This one is fucking weird. Well,
1: I saw that one and the one underneath it, I definitely wanted to go over those because I did not see those at all.
0: This one is known as Water Babies. Known to the local natives as pawapix. the entity commonly inhabits the surrounding waterways. They can be recognized by their vocalizations which mimic the sound of a crying human baby. According to local lore, once the curious bystander goes to investigate, he or she is then dragged underwater and drowned by the water baby. The creature is said to have a humanoid form, long dark hair, also the size of a small child mimic the sound of a crying child to entice its victims into close proximate proximity to the water while, where it will then attempt to drown or hypnotize its victims to drown itself. Will traverse the canals around the ranch. Can be heard swimming near those within its proximity. Dude, that's... Doesn't do... Was it a wendigo they said to... Mimic...
1: Mimic, mimic uh, humans? Yeah. Yeah. But I've never heard anything about the Winnigo taking to water. Weird. But the long black hair makes me think of uh, black-eyed kids. Yeah. You know, with the the being small kids and stuff.
0: Next one is the... Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, the Cthulhu slug. Not much information is known about this creature. Described as large, slimy, black, and slug-like and or snake-like, this may be the same creature responsible for killing several swimmers in nearby Bottle Hollow Reservoir, witnessed during daylight and evening hours. Speculated to be a bizarre dimensional monstrosity which has temporarily wriggled into our dimensional space. Potentially unintelligent biological creature heralding from a parallel universe possesses an aggressive demeanor.
1: It almost has to this picture it almost has the the resemblance of uh, the things from Tremors, kind of yeah i'm sure it's not as big but it's pretty vicious looking
0: or the big uh for any of you that's read dune the big like sandworms from dune yeah is what it looks like but there were there was a reservoir built let me find it here i was looking and I kept talking about Bottle Hollow Reservoir but I didn't think anything of it until I just came across that which is why it makes it pertinent to the story
1: Well while you're searching for that I carry on I will uh go on to you know when I was doing my research I was curious to because the skinwalkers are not the skinwalkers but the U Indians believed that the skinwalkers lived like they have a den in uh the dark canyon and I didn't know if the Dark Canyon was an actual place, or if it was kind of like a just like a nickname for an area, but apparently it is a place, and so I started you know trying to figure out like where it is, why why they believe the Skinwalker uh, has a den there, but I stumbled across a story on Reddit. That is a crazy story. And from my guess, by reading the story, it sounds like it's either a wendigo or a skinwalker. Now, we have been in touch with this person and we're hoping to have them on for an interview so they can retell this story.
0: Yeah, it's if we can get them on here, it's it's crazy.
1: And if we can't if we can't get them on I'm at the very least going to ask if we can tell his story because it is crazy.
0: All right, back to Bottle Hollow Resort. 1968, Bottle Hollow Resort is built. 1970, Bottle Hollow Reservoir is constructed by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. 1989, Bottle Hollow is drained for, quote, repair and outlet. In 1992, the Bottle Hollow reservoir is refilled I found a news article here that talks about the drownings let me get to it Um, maybe a liar (laughs) I swear I just sat here and read it Anyway, I lied. But there there are reports that multiple people had drowned in Bottle Hollow Reservoir. So, that brings us back to the Cthulhu slug.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, it isn't far-fetched that people could naturally drown, but the fact that it is so close to Skinwalker Ranch, you know, maybe there is a little bit more to it.
0: Yeah, and that people had actually seen this giant slug-like, snake-like entity around the reservoir and canals kind of leads a little more credence to it.
1: Yeah, but the only thing I worry about, and it's simply because I don't know much about this Cthulhu slug. I, I don't know anything about it, which I will try to do some research on it. I hope that people aren't just kind of making shit up as they go.
0: Yeah, like if like every weird thing they see that they can't explain, they're going to lump in here. Right, yeah. I kind of thought that, too.
1: Because there is so much that's going on, and there's so much mystery around this place. I truly hope that people aren't just throwing shit out there to see yeah. if it sticks.
0: Yeah, because it seems, it like you said, there's just so much. People are just slinging everything to see if it sticks. Right. Yeah. Quite bizarre. There's, there's all kinds of other entities, but I'm not gonna sit here and read them all. If you guys want to see it, go to uh, skinwalkerranch dot org. That's where all the information I was talking about come from. And they have a little tab called the entities, and you can go in there, and it's it's pretty informative. It gives you a description, their function and interaction that they have been recorded with the entities, uh, the duration, how long they're seen, and the year. It even gives you a chance of seeing or hearing each of these entities when you're out there like what's what's the probability of coming across it so which is weird pretty that they
1: so i guess at one point you you were able just to go onto the ranch and do your own type of investigation which would have been cool unless you were seeing some of the more sinister things on there but uh before we shut down because we're we're nearing that time but one of my curiosities and i i was unable to find it but when it, when we go back to the u indian curse and their belief in the skinwalker and stuff and need i remind you that some people believe in the skinwalker and to go so much so that you could say it in a crowd of say the u indians and everybody would go silent because they're that afraid of it you know they they will not some of them won't even talk about this stuff so they take it very 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 serious but what i'm curious about and like i said i was unable to find it but they call the ranch itself the path of the skinwalker and when you say it like that to me it almost spells out like one of two things it is the path to the Skinwalkers, like leading credence to the fact that they they may possibly live in the Dark Canyon,
0: Werewolf Ridge,
1: Werewolf Ridge, or is it something a little more sinister? Like, if you want to become a Skinwalker, yeah. this is the path that you shall take. I, oh, yeah. And yeah, just the the way they phrased it, it just caught me. Because you don't normal people don't word things like that. And I mean I don't know, for some reason you can call me what you will, but I think I think pretty highly of without robbing its essence, I think highly of Indian lore and legend. Because I don't I don't find those people like, why? Why would they make shit up? Yeah, and then be that afraid of it for generations.
0: Yeah, like, I, like when we were sitting there talking about uh, Jamie Snell's artwork and the way he portrayed the Indians interacting with these beasts, uh, the Wendigo, for example, like this this Native American warrior is just standing there looking at this giant creature, thinking, you know, this is my. This is my last go, you know? And I told Kyle, I'm like, even if the Wendigo doesn't exist at all, what were they seeing in the woods that this is the only way that they can describe it? Right. You know?
1: Yeah, because there's nothing to date that would match the description of the Wendigo. What
0: scared, for lack of a better term, the bravest of the brave, you know? These these vicious... Indian warriors. Yeah. So badly that, they, that to keep him out of the woods essentially, you know, like
1: right. It's just I don't know. It's and then the other picture which you you uh you pointed out he drew the skinwalker almost face to face with an Indian. And at first I was telling Steve I was like I'm kind of disappointed because I feel like um the The Indian itself should have a little bit more of an aggressive stance because he's holding a firearm, and you would you would think that if you saw a beast like this, you would be
0: trying to defend yourself. Yeah, defend
1: yourself. But like Steve pointed out, which hits the money for me is that Indian is standing there, kind of relaxed and looking at it like he recognizes it because there's a section of the lower jaw where it's still human
0: you can still see the war paint and stuff and it's almost as if the the indian in the picture is is trying to see you know somebody that he recognized somebody that's changing into this beast it's it's a powerful image the more you look at it seriously check out his stuff and pick some up or just even go online and look at it like it's it's awesome
1: yep and before we get out of here, uh, Steve, didn't you find a recent documentary on Skinwalker Ranch?
0: Uh, yeah, I have not watched it yet.
1: No, me either. But it looks awesome.
0: But it released the la uh, last year, I believe, 2018. I think they plug it on this uh, Skinwalker Ranch. What was it called? Like
1: the the Hunt for the Skinwalker or something? Yeah,
0: film producer Jeremy Corbell. And ranch author George Knapp released a documentary film which is a retelling of the history of the ranch showing old archival footage. The film reignites the interest in the ranch and I do believe it is called The Hunt for the Skinwalker.
1: So it it looks super awesome. I'm going to have to try to find it and check it out. Yeah, same. But the more I dove into this, the more I thought it was a really cool story. You know, all these different occurrences and there's still so much mystery surrounding this place even more so in my opinion that the government is involved in it and then they have it set up and guarded like Area 51 it's wild
0: yeah all all joking aside I think it would be awesome to go out there and just get to spend a night or a weekend but oh yeah apparently that has flown it's course that won't, that won't be a thing
1: yeah but if there's anybody that's listening
0: that can get us in out there
1: hit us up because I'd, I'd go do it
0: definitely but
1: with all that being said i hope you guys enjoyed the show
0: check us out at all your social medias facebook twitter instagram and youtube all the sky podcast if you have a story get at us And until then everybody stay safe and let's get weird
2: Yeah. Uh my name's Buck and I was I was walking
1: through the woods up by uh what's it called? The raccoon trail up in Golden Gate here in Colorado. And I could've sworn I saw Bigfoot, big feet and I saw the big feet and I could have sworn he was fucking
2: the deer and I was like, Hey, you get on with him And he he scurried scurried off like a fucking jackrabbit in July And so that's my Bigfoot sighting. Thank you.